ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. So if you got questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes, please contact us. Two easy ways to do that. One of them... <laughs> I totally missed your point on that. Yeah. Pay attention. <laughs> Two easy ways to do that. First, you could email us at ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or you can tweet to us, sfdiocese, use the hashtag ignition. Um, diocese, I don't know, if, if, if you have no idea how to spell it, S-F-D-I-O-C-E-S-E. Just like rolling dice. D-I-O-C-E. Oh, I see the dice. Die, I see. <laughs> uh, S-F-D-I-O-C-E-S-E. <laughs> hashtag ignition. Uh, who are Yahtzee? you? Who are you? I'm playing Yahtzee. Bearded man sitting across from Do you me. Use, don't you use Dyson Yahtzee? Oh, I haven't played Yahtzee for years, Father Dickinson. Oh. You, you need to hang out at Newman Center more often. If you... Really? It's a thing? Uh, no, probably not. Okay. Um, so, speaking of Newman Center, who are you and what do you do? I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. I'm the... Uh, Priest uh, director at Pius XII Newman Center and the pastor of St. Paul's Parish in White. Uh, Pius XII Newman Center is at South Dakota State University in Brookings. Priest son of the diocese hailing from the... Uh, from the mother city of the Dakotas, Yankton. Yankton, South Dakota, the uh, mother city of the Dakotas. Um, I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald, Director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization with the Diocese. Um, I'm a transplant from the the... From Minnesota, and we'll just leave it at that. Bring us your poor huddled masses from Minnesota. <laughs> so, so if you've never had the pleasure of listening to Ignition before, you're in for a treat. If you haven't already turned off. Yeah. So please, please. <laughs> I please, missed your point. Please keep listening. Um, so we are uh, recording this. Um, I, today, I think as we're recording, it's the 4th of December. Um, St. John Damascene. Yes. Great early church father, Greek father. Um but this this episode, if you're when you as you're listening to it, it is the 10th of December ish. Um, after ish. we have celebrated the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and on the same date, uh, Tuesday the eighth this year, um, we uh, began the extraordinary Jubilee Year of Mercy. Uh, and so today, in today's episode, we're going to talk about the year of mercy and, and about mercy in general and about this year of mercy in particular. So, Father, I, I just love, you know, the, the Catholic trivia. So um, I'm looking right now at uh, the document Misericordiae Vultus, the bull of indiction of the extraordinary jubilee of mercy. The bull of indiction. The bull of indiction. That's just like awesome. It's full of awesomeness. It's, it's resplendent. <laughs> It is resplendent. That's a great word. Word of the day, right there. Resplendent. Uh, so every time we have to, every time yeah. we use resplendent yeah. in this episode, we have to do say word of the day. Yeah, word of the day. So, so um, this this is a, a document that came out in April, uh, by which Pope Francis formally declared that this year is going to happen, and and it's a lengthy document actually. Um, mm -hmm. Printed it out about uh, twenty pages of text with some footnotes. Um, so. Um, what we're going to do today is just sort of talk a little bit about the year of mercy and mercy in general, as I said. So um, 
as I mentioned, it starts on December 8th, which, uh, Father, when I was, I just, I had a chance to read, I haven't read the entire bowl yet. Um, uh, I would like to do so, but I haven't done it yet. But Pope Francis talks about how he started, it, it, this is going to begin on the, the 8th for two reasons. First, because of the Immaculate Conception. God's great mercy coming to us in this powerful way through the, the conception of Mary in the womb of her mother, Anne, without sin. So God is out. We'll talk about this. God has always been merciful, mm-hmm. but this th- th- that was cert- well. It was the beginning of the end, right? Right. That kind of that, that first uh, uh, probably the first oh no for <laughs> Satan. <laughs> if would he you, was paying any attention to the little things going, the, which the he probably wasn't. Yeah, I mean, knowing Satan and his pride and vanity, and so and it's so on the one hand that. And there's there's more we could say about that, but for 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 um, due to time constraints, we want to just touch touch briefly on the second one. It's also the 50th anniversary of the close of the Second Vatican Council, which for all of our recent popes has been a gift of the Spirit for our time. Very much so. So so, uh, but that's the, the papal bull. I would encourage you, maybe um, if you haven't picked some Advent reading um, for this year, maybe it's something you might want to consider. What I've read of it has been uh, really really. Um, uh, but struck me a number of things about it struck me. So, but Father, maybe just talk more generally then about mercy, what it is, maybe what it isn't. Yeah, I think this is a great uh, opportunity for us to bring that up. We hear that word. Maybe you might do some devotions, or maybe all you know about mercy is just it's something we say three times uh, at the beginning of mass and three times during the Lamb of God. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, what is mercy? Um, one thing I always like to think about with mercy is that mercy is a response to misery. Whose misery? It's God's response to our misery, but, uh-huh. but mercy could be our response to anyone else's misery right. as well. Right, okay. Uh, but, but mercy is the response of love to misery. And it's interesting, in Latin, uh, the word for mercy, as you just said, is? Misericordia. Right. Misery. M- misery. Cordia. Right. Cordia a, from related to heart, I think. Right. Yeah, and I don't know the etymology there of misericordia, but uh, I think it's interesting to think about. So love poured out on misery. Um, And so it's uh, the love of God or us moved by the love of God uh, pouring out uh, love upon misery. So what is that like? uh, And and, and if you want to table this, if we're going to come back to it and some of the things we'll talk about later. But what does that concretely mean then? Like, like love poured out on misery. Can you well, unpack that more? Right. I think one thing would be, uh, it certainly highlights the idea of our undeservedness mm. that we are not deserving of love. Okay. Uh, in this, in this regard, but it's, it's God's free choice and free gift. Um, and also that it is, uh, there's an abundance in that regard okay. as well. And I, for me with the, use the worst, the use of the word mercy, uh, misery there mm-hmm. points at mis- mercy is addressing a problem. Correct. It's not good to be miserable. Right. Well, and it's, it's and it's different from like the exchange of uh, of adoration. Right. Yes. Right. Or or different sorts of love uh, in that regard of um uh, 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 what's agape. Right. It's different than agape in that regard uh, and that perfect love. Uh, it's it's a form of it, but it's not that same, and it's not the same as the love that exists in all eternity in the Holy Trinity. Right? There's no misery in the Trinity. No, no. <laughs> there's, there's misery in us, and this is the way that 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 God responds to that misery in Correct. us. Uh, there's a little definition I want. I love uh, from a, a French author. I'm always forgetting his name. He's the Dominican who started uh, the community of Saint John. 
Yeah. Dominique Marie Philippe. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, that is yep. it. Yep. Yep. I always get him and Jacques Philippe. Jacques, yeah. Confused. Right. I don't know, are they related? I don't think so. Okay. So Dominique Marie Philippe has a book uh, called The Mystery of Mercy, mm. which is about the Blessed Virgin Mary mm. being kind of a masterpiece of the mercy of God, as Pope Francis alludes to by starting the year of mercy on um, December December 8th. Uh, but he said he talks about mer- he defines mercy there as power at the service of love. Mm. What? Is- okay. So that all of God's power and might, His omnipotent, um, His omniscience, yeah, all those things are put at the service of His love mm. for us in our misery. Okay. Huh. So why do you like that? I, to me, it's just a, it's a good way of conceiving mercy in this way and of, and of defining it, especially when you think about the biblical reality of our Lord putting so much of his uh, his power and his goodness at the service uh, of our salvation. Okay. So that's a little bit, a couple of the definitions of what mercy is. What isn't it? It's not enabling us to sin. Say more about that. Well, you're a father. Yep. And you raise children. Yep. And you discipline children. They try. Yep. Right. And when they ask for your forgiveness, does that now make it okay for them to do what they did wrong? Exactly. Right. Okay. It, it does? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> And, and that's an important thing to think about in forgiveness and in mercy. Um, I, I'll bring this up with people who are having a hard time forgiving someone who's hurt them. Mm-hmm. You know, that forgiving someone doesn't make it now right to do what they did. So if you punch me in the face and I forgive you, it's now, it is not now open season on my face. Right, right. right. Yeah, you can't continue to do it. Exactly. So there has to be some, well, repentance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at least some intention to amend my life, right? Change to, to stop doing. Obviously, as in because we're sinners, there's a good chance we will repeat the the sin. But at least at that moment, when we, in order to receive God's mercy, we have to have a, at least a desire to not commit the sin again, right? And, and am I actively receiving the mercy in okay. that regard? So what? Is, so say more about that. Well, I mean, I think. To be actively receiving the mercy means, uh, well, the mercy is always by, uh, is always for a purpose by God. Okay. And purpose by God for us is uh, reconciling us to him and uh, the process of restoring us to right relationship with him. Okay. And so we know mercy is being received if that's happening. Okay. Right. Okay. We could sin against mercy. Presume upon it? Right. Right. By presuming it, oh, yeah, God's going to forgive me anyway, so I'm just going to go ahead and sin. Yep. Right? But it's kind of like you saying, oh, my wife's going to forgive me anyways, so I'll go ahead and, uh, you know, blow the budget this month. Right. You know? Right. Oh, oh Chris, oh, gosh, you know. Or did she call you Dr. Bergwald at home? <laughs> no. no. Okay. No. She right. should, though. <laughs> you are going to have to blow the budget. You are going to have to blow the budget. On her, yeah. Every, every kiss begins with K. Uh, right, so, I mean, that's how we know mercy is being received if we are going from sin to grace, if we're, if we're moving, if there's that pilgrim journey away from the misery towards the glory of God uh, in us. In that, in that so so it, it's not just, um, and, and this could take us too far afield, so I won't let it, but it's not just sort of... Uh, Hey, it's okay. It's all good. It's actually it 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 changes something in me. Right. So there's a, a real healing. Right. So uh, I uh, Ted Sri, uh, he's an author and done some different popular devotion things. And his wife calls him Doctor Edward. 
Okay, good to know. And, but he, uh, in his book on the Mass, uh, he did a, a book and a video presentation, especially on the new translation of the Mass. The local walk through the Mass, yep. right. Yep. yep. And uh, uh, he get, they, in that gives this little description of mercy where he talks about, you know, it's not like that kid game you used to play where, you know, you, you'd lock fingers together. Oh, you yeah. Know, and yep. like, you yep. try and push yep. and pull back, and then the guy says, oh, yep. mercy. Yep. But, you know, he, he thinks, well, he described mercy in there as, you know, seeing, um, you know, his two children together, you know, and like how one of them, like, you know, steals the toy from the other one, and he's about to go in there and pounce, you know, and bring down the wrath of dad. Um, but the child who took the, uh, took the toy then, like, realizes no and gives it back. To right. the one, you know, right. oh, you know, and so I'm bringing mercy on this child and, right. you know, still correct them, but yep. Yep. maybe mitigating the wrath of dad. I liked it, the wrath of dad. Yes. Um, so the, the reality that there there is with God's mercy, it changes us though. So we talk about, so I move towards something. Its aim is to change us if we're receiving it. Exactly. Yeah. Right, right. Not squandering the mercies of God. Yeah. Don't do that. No. <laughs> so... Speaking of squandering, prodigality, I think when you think of mercy, a lot of people mm. think of uh, the, the parable, in particular, of the parable of the prodigal son. Yeah. You know, but Luke but, chapter 15, <clears throat> for those of you scoring at home. There we go. Um, or or another instance from scripture, um, not a parable, but something that actually happened, the the um, the woman caught in adultery who's brought before Jesus and the penalty for that was stoning. Right. Let he who's the thing at the first stone who's here to condemn me, no one, neither I neither do I condemn you, condemn you, go and sin no more. And right. I want to come back to that later, but uh the, the point I, I want to get to now is those are both New Testament and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people a lot of times uh, people will reflect on think about scripture and 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 God how how God acts towards his people um and what we know about the character of God that we know yeah definitely God is a God of love and mercy from the New Testament but that in the Old Testament though we just see this God of vengeance and so on and judgment and that's not the case no. and that's something that uh I think that's is a poor worth... reading of the Old Testament right and so say more about that why do you say that well uh you know I thought when you when you were talking about biblical advance uh, examples of the mercy of God I was actually thinking that you might go to David Oh sure, yeah, and uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, David, who sinned often, but had a contrite heart and was looked upon with mercy. Yep, yep. I mean, so so um, Psalm fifty one, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, which have mercy on me, God, in your kindness and your compassion, blot out my offense, wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. And you know that so well because you, as a I priest, prayed it this morning. This for, uh, every Friday morning, part of morning prayer, lauds um, those who pray uh, the liturgy of the hours. Every Friday, this is part of your prayer. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a, yeah. So David, the, all these there are multiple examples. I know uh, you had referenced. I think Psalm one eighteen is full of examples of referencing the goodness of God's mercy. Yeah, uh, Psalm eighteen is one of the, uh, the beautiful hymns uh, of mer- of mercy. Uh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good; for His mercy endures forever. Give thanks to uh, the God of Israel for his love and his prayer. Yeah, it's just, it's a beautiful hymn to mercy. And that's also like a, a, a little, a feel for our discussion. That's the great Easter hymn of the church. Right, right, right. In Psalm 118. And, and the, the, the larger point again is that we do see the mercy of, yes, there there was, um, 
God revealed himself throughout time more and more fully. And we have the full revelation of who God is, the character of God with the coming of his son, Jesus Christ. But the Old Testament God is not this completely different God. That was a heresy oh, yeah. that the church, yeah. there in the early church, there were there were people who said, Old Testament, different God, get rid of the Old Testament. And, and the church said, no, this is part of the revelation of God. The, the people of Israel and what God revealed to them is part of who God is and they are his people. And that heresy, just before we move on, I think just to note that that heresy of saying that the God of the Old Testament is um, is not merciful and kind is actually part one of the roots of anti-Semitism. Right. Yes. Yep. Yep. So, uh, so just that point about the, the Old Testament, New Testament, I talked about the parable of the prodigal son, the, the woman caught with adultery. Anything else New Testament that you think is particularly good? Okay. There's lots, but I mean... Yep. Let's move on to uh, to the year of mercy. Right. So that's mercy in general. So now specifically talking about the year of mercy uh, and, and ways that we can celebrate this our, ourselves. I think um, a couple of things just broadly and generally. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. So the, Father, the first thing that occurred to me and another, another number of people have pointed out when the Holy Father announced this year of mercy, um, one particular way and the subtitle, if you will, could be the year of reconciliation or yeah. the year of confession. I mean, going to the sacrament of confession is a, is a powerful way to celebrate the year of mercy in general, but God's mercy, well, the year of mercy in particular, but God's mercy in general. This is the sacrament that exists in a particular way for us to receive the mercy of God. Right. And it, and, and it really encapsulates all we talked about so far, the mercy of God, that there is uh, an acknowledgement of our misery, you know, the verbal confession of a specific listing of the kind and number of our sins, and then... Uh, expression of our contrition, our desire to change, right. and then the mercy of God freely given. So one thing, if nothing else, if you're unable to participate in any of the other ways, go to confession. Go to confession. We're not a message uh, broadcast here in Ignition, but if we do have any message for you, it's go, go to, to confession. confession. <laughs> and speaking of Ignition... How do we contact? How do they contact us again if they have questions? If you have questions about ignition, you could email at ignition at sfdiocese.org. sfcatholic.org. Oh, sfcatholic.org. Oh, man. So you're getting the two. I'm conflating. You're crossing I'm, the streams. I'm, I'm, Don't cross the streams. I'm conflating the two. You're conflating the, the two. I'm just, I'm, I am resplendent with words today. <laughs> so if you need to contact with questions or uh, to correct my word usage, ignition at sfcatholic.org is the email address or tweet to us at sfdiocese hashtag ignition sf as in sioux falls d-i-o-c-e-s-e and so yeah the, the, the our message for today on ignition would be go, go to, to confession, confession. so um and, and probably most any day right <laughs> that's exactly so out of curiosity father if you don't mind and you can reciprocate how often do you generally go to confession uh around two weeks or so yeah yeah yourself um yeah two to four mm-hmm I try to go at least monthly, um, if not more often. Yeah. So, and one of the things I always like to remind people is, if you're nervous about confession, well, number one, don't be, because uh, Father is usually almost always impressed with your uh, desire to go to confession. Number two, you know, you can always go anonymously. Yep. And it really is pretty anonymous. Father typically doesn't have uh, much of an idea at all of who might be behind the screen. Right. Thirdly, just remember that if Father wants to go to confession. Father almost always has to pick up the phone and call another priest right. and say, uh, <laughs> exactly. hey, what are you doing today? <laughs> can, I, can I go to confession? Hi, this is Father. Somebody, can we meet? Yeah, yeah. Because when Father's in the confession, hearing confessions, 
he's probably not free to go find another file he's in a confessional <laughs> hearing confessions. Yes. So, so uh, yeah, exactly. Find a strange priest if you need to. Right. Go to an out-of-town priest. Yep. Yeah. Go, go to a different parish. Go to... Yeah. My, uh, my dad, very active in his faith, used to come up uh, to Sioux Falls sometimes on Saturdays to go uh, shopping at Menards for hardware things he didn't need and go to confession. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You know. Okay, so... He wouldn't um, blow the budget, though. He, he wouldn't blow the budget. <laughs> was, uh, was he called professor by your mom? <laughs> uh, no. No. <laughs> Professor Dickinson. So, so what to do during the year of mercy? Let's yeah, let's get back on script. Here, Go to so confession. To Go to confession. Um, and part of that is uh, that Pope Francis even like sent out these missionaries of mercy, right. especially for confession, yep. making confession broadly and widely available. And so, in our diocese, Monsignor Charles Mangan um, has been—I uh, don't know if it's appointed. I think appointed uh, as a missionary of mercy by Pope Francis. What else uh, in terms of the year confession? Well, I mean, as part of that too, like Pope Francis wants uh, as many people as possible to go to confession. There's a uh, like there's a, a group of some Catholics that are kind of in some different standing with the church and have been at odds in some ways. But he's allowing their validly ordained priests uh, to uh, hear confessions during this year, which is pretty neat. Right. So rec- uh, recognizing them as valid confessions. Yep. And then uh, this got some play in the press. Um, but with not as, maybe not as much impact here, uh, where Pope Francis uh, said that any priest can absolve the sin of abortion. Uh, just a little side without going too far afield, but there are some sins that are reserved to the bishop and some sins even reserved to the Holy Father alone. Right. Abortion was a sin, uh, is a sin in canon law that's reserved to the bishop, uh, but a bishop can delegate that authority to his priests and in our diocese, most of the diocese of the United States, that had been already delegated to the priests. Right. So it's more of a worldwide effect. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, one seal that I think is reserved to the Pope is breaking—one one sin is the breaking the seal of confession, right? Right. So a priest who violates the seal of confession, uh, that has to go through the Holy Father. That, so so that, if that priest confesses that he himself broke the seal of confession, yeah, that has to go to the Holy Father in Rome. Yeah. So what about what else about the year of mercy is uh, might we talk about? Well, you would uh, kind of talk about calling it uh, a year of conversion. Yeah, and just real briefly, I think that's um, because there's some of the things I want to get to, but I think this is an opportunity for us to maybe we've been a church away from the church for years, mm-hmm. maybe we're a regular uh, faithful Catholic. Yeah, but to go deeper, come back, come back wherever you're at, come back, continue, go deeper, whatever yeah. it is. Um, the year of mercy again, it's supposed to change us and move mm-hmm. us closer to our Lord. So take advantage of this extraordinary jubilee of mercy. So I think a couple other things, Father, just in terms of of devotions, some of which, um, well, I think many of which people are familiar with, uh, the Divine Mercy Chaplet um, from St. Faustina, the Polish religious in the 20s and 30s, mm-hmm. of the 1920s and 30s, and that Divine Mercy Chaplet, and also the Sacred Heart of Jesus and all the devotions and litanies. Um, the Sacred Heart, first to, Friday devotions, yep, consecration, yep. consecrating your home to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. So I think in a particular way, be mindful of those, practice those. Maybe, you know, for me, I know devotion to the Sacred Heart has never been something that's been central mm-hmm. to my own devotional life. So this might be something for me to... Like the daily offering to the Sacred Heart. Right. Yep. Yep. So anything else with the, those sorts of devotions that you think is... I just don't like singing the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Really? No, I, I like it recited. Okay. Very to good. me, the Divine Mercy Chaplet's a five-minute devotion. If I want a 15-minute devotion, I'm going to pray a rosary. rosary. So go. don't ask me to pray a Divine Mercy Chaplet. And I say, oh, I got five minutes. 
And then I go in and you start singing it. I'm like, oh. Five, not 15. Yeah. Yeah. So um, have mercy on that person. Um, now, another thing a bit more unusual, mm-hmm. uh, literally, that, that's happening um, this year is the practice of a holy door for mm-hmm. pilgrimage. So St. Peter's in Rome, but also every cathedral um, church in every diocese around the world, well, the, the Holy Father invited to have a holy door that, that uh, people might make pilgrimage to and, and walk through in order to receive an indulgence with all the other usual conditions. And I don't want to get into details. Um, maybe we'll do, talk about indulgences, Father, in another Ooh. podcast. That'd be a good one have to talk about. Have we ever talked about that? I don't know if we have. Let's if we have, it's it. been a while. Uh, but that's a way to to receive. So if you're able to make make a pilgrimage sometime in this next year um, to Sioux Falls to the Cathedral of Saint Joseph and 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 walk through there, there's a door that's that's been highlighted specifically. It was closed for part. It's been closed for a few weeks now, or it was closed for a few weeks this fall, and and was just will actually will be opened this coming Sunday. Correct. So uh, this yes, the coming Sunday after this is broadcast. Yep. 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 So, what else, Father? Uh, we got a couple minutes left. What else for the well, year? Well, um, you know, uh, he also talks in the document. And I haven't heard much about this. I'm curious to follow up on this in our diocese. Is this uh, 24 hours for the Lord on the fourth, uh, on, on the Friday and Saturday preceding the fourth uh, Sunday of Lent, which would be March fourth and fifth? And it's something um, that they did in Rome, I guess, where they had 24 hours straight of adoration and confessions. Right. And uh, now it might be a little hard in Brookings with two priests. Right. Um, but, uh, hey, I'm game. Yeah. Let's give it a shot. <laughs> See what happens. Let's, you know, yeah. I don't know who's going to come to confession at 3 a.m. in Brookings. Exactly. You know. On a Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah. See what happens. And finally, I think it's worth mer- worth mentioning, Father, the works of mercy. Oh, yes. The corporal and spiritual works of mercy. Um, I think we've talked about them in a previous episode. We could talk about them for at least like a minute, 20 seconds. Absolutely. Go for it. Well, uh, so there's the corporal works of mercy and the spiritual works of mercy. Corporal means uh, bodily, earthly life. Right. right. Spiritual, of course, means to the spirit. Do you have a list of them? I don't. Oh. Do you uh, know them? Uh, I don't. I think I know the spiritual ones. <laughs> Look up. Just, just internet search it. Well, but I don't know if I have enough time for that. Not you. I mean, listeners. Oh, yeah, listeners. <laughs> yes, look up the works, spiritual and corporal works of mercy, and don't neglect the spiritual ones. In our own day, I think we focus so much more on the material works of mercy. Right. Corporal, you know, yep. uh, to um, to feed, to shelter, uh, to visit, uh, to bury the dead, um, to feed the hungry, to give drink to the thirsty, to visit the sick, to visit those in prison, uh, to comfort those who mourn, to bury the dead. I'm pretty close to the well. list. Yeah. yeah. And then um, the spiritual works of mercy, don't forget them. That's like to, uh, to correct the sinner, to counsel the doubtful, to instruct the ignorant. You're doing really well. Yeah, I'm doing really well. Thanks. Um, to, to pray for the dead. Um, to bear wrongs patiently. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great one for the year of mercy. Oh, that's a great one. Especially bear, when consider- My kids need to do that. <laughs> Oh, sorry. And you need to do it with your kids. <laughs> Apparently. Especially we think about, uh, I've been preaching during Advent about idolatry. Oh, yeah, so Good. bearing wrongs patiently is a great way to fight the idolatry of self. And our our, our, our theme for the day, go to, to confession. confession. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or tweet us, sfdiocese, hashtag ignition, with thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. 
click on media and then audio files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes store. Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.